Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Sheehy Tannock. Hello, everyone. We actually had a last minute change to today's show. Our guest that was scheduled for today actually had a fire in her home. It's okay. She is fine, but understandably, she was unavailable. So while I was desperately trying to find someone to jump in, ultimately, Ginger had an idea for today's topic, which was quilt therapy. Uh, We'll find out more about that in just a moment. And um, for our fine finishes segment today, uh, our sponsor is Handy Quilter, so be sure to stay tuned for that as well. How are you, ladies? Doing good. How about you? I'm good. Ginger? Uh, same. Doing good. I, I, at, at this point, I feel like good is just, okay, we're hanging on. We're it's doing It's status quo, is exactly. it not? <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, Ginger, we're going to go right into it, So, because I think Lori and I are completely curious about your idea for today's show. So what's going on? It's purely selfish. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I feel like with everything that is going on right now, I know work-wise, all Mm -hmm. of us have been swamped. We all have tons of stuff that's going on. The world is just, you know, blowing up everywhere. I feel like it's just one thing after another. We keep blaming it on 2020. And I'm like, all right, how much of this is just 2020? And how much of it is just life that sadly is going to be normal moving on? So I kind of wanted to just like chat with you ladies, because I feel as if you guys really have been kind of my my therapy over the last six months. And I was like, it's been a while since we've actually just kind of all chatted, checked in on each other, make sure we're doing okay. And I think this would be a good time to do that. So I don't know. I just, I really am just feeling like I need to hear some good inspirational Mm. ideas. What are you guys doing? Are you guys doing stuff? I want to check in on you and make sure you guys are doing okay. Cause I'm sure you're probably feeling, if not completely the way I'm feeling a little bit like I'm feeling. So, uh, Lori, let's start with you. How are you feeling? Okay. It's (laughs) been a really tough couple of weeks. Um, first of all, with all of work going on, We're at the end of the cycle on two of our magazines, so Tracy and I are really working our tails off trying to get everything out the door. Then I had a couple of quilts that I was quilting. Well, actually, in the last month, I've quilted four quilts. Three of them didn't go well. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Talk about feeling like a failure. Um, Again, I always say I'm a perfectionist. So when it's not really nice, then it just starts feeling like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? Well, how did you fix them? Like, what what were were Um, some of the issues? One of them, I tore out a major portion of the quilting and started over. Oh, no. Uh. The fourth is actually still on my long arm, and I I haven't figured out what I'm going to do with it. Um, But in the meantime, because it... Uh, I actually couldn't get my long arm to stitch on Sunday. And since I couldn't, I could actually sew. I could work on a project for me. And it felt Mm. 
so good to be doing something that was just for me. And if something didn't go quite like it needed to go, well, hey, I can fix it however I want to. It doesn't have somebody else's ideas that I have to meet. And to me, that being creative is um, always so uplifting. It makes me feel good about who I am. It makes me feel good about my ideas. And sometimes we need to do that to just, just do something for us. And it is amazing the difference that we're so hard on ourselves as quilters. Like, I feel like we really are, especially if it's something, you know, I just finished my first paid project that I actually got money for, and I really just tore myself apart over it. Like, I had no idea. And I think the same thing when I'm doing a gift for somebody. I do. I'm so much harder. So I forget that you do need to kind of supplement it with things that you are going to keep to yourself that you aren't so hard on, that probably are just as beautiful and just as gorgeous, but... You're just not so hard on yourself. So I think that's definitely a great, great thing to learn. (laughs) I think that when we're really struggling, I know for me, when I start, not very often, but I, I battle with depression sometimes. And when I start getting depressed, the first thing that goes out the window is my creativity. I tend to sit and hide in a book or watch TV Mm -hmm. because it takes no brain power. And I think when we get to that spot, we need to do little stuff, little easy stuff. Um, You know, don't try to do that Mariner's Compass quilt that you're fully capable of, but right now is not a good time if you're already struggling. This is the time for a log cabin or a nine patch and not a Mm -hmm. big one. Maybe just a little 24 by 24 table topper. Is it kind of like just that getting that like remembrance of like, oh, yeah, I no, do I do know. know what I'm doing here. Yes. Like, is it, is it that? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, good. I'm, so are you feeling better? Are you, I mean, do you feel like I'm you're getting on the road? Better. I even get think I have an idea how to rescue my sister's quilt, which is the one on the frame that I messed up on. Just a simple thing. I chose a pattern to quilt that is 15 inches long. I did not notice that the throat of my machine is 14 inches do you see a problem coming oh (laughs) yeah oh no but but like I said I think I have an idea well and it just goes to show it happens to all of us you know it's like I don't care how many years you've been quilting you know it it happens to everybody all those those little things and well and the, the good thing is that it's my sister's quilt and if I was going to do it on somebody else's quilt my sister is sure to forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> oh, well, good. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. All right, Tracy, it's your turn. How about you? What's, I know you've had a I'm lot going on lately. You know, I'm, I'm oh. sitting here going, okay, how much do I go into? Because it needs to be light and happy show, right? <laughs> um, well, it's okay to, to, to bend a little, get a little off your chest, and then hopefully we can help build you back up again or get you, you know, in a better well, space. Well, <laughs> I feel like, like Lori said, we are in in the final stages of, of two issues going to print, so it's a lot. Um, and then, so I shared last time that I made a baby quilt, and the baby quilt is not perfect, but it's finished, and okay. and it's perfect. <laughs> and they loved it. So that was yep. all that matters. 
Um, exactly. It's funny because I see the pictures and I'm like, oh, yeah, that quilting is terrible. But <laughs> but see, that's what we do, right? Exactly. But mm-hmm. I had fun with it. And so I don't really care. And it's a baby quilt. So it's just going to get washed and washed and washed and washed and thrown up on and pooped mm-hmm. on and and lots yep, of love. Lots and of it's love. fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah. after I did that, I started regrouping. I did a couple of things this weekend that were organizational. I had to rearrange a couple mm-hmm. of things um, that were out in the open. I had a whole area, like a, uh, I have a shelf that uh, is right, it's in my bedroom. And it was starting to look really messy because it was all patterns and things that I have plans for but aren't quite there yet. And so I decided that it was really getting messy and I didn't like it being in my bedroom and me seeing it all the time. So I decided that I would take out all of my AccuQuilt stuff and put it up there so that that's all contained in boxes and looks nice and neat and put the things that were not neat in the cupboard where the AccuQuilt stuff was. And so I had to rearrange all that. So I made kind of a bigger mess that I haven't finished putting everything away, but it already feels better. So that's good. But the half square triangle baby quilt started me thinking. And I have this delicious fat quarter stack of April Rosenthal's uh, Halloween fabric for this year that... I was going to say, there's got to be Halloween you know. fabric coming up in this. I can tell. You, you have a glow. I you have, have a glow already completely eye, decorated right? my house. So um, it's been decorated for two weeks now. <laughs> so it's inside and nobody can see it. Although my front door looks fabulous. And oh, oh, oh you take some pictures so we can all see. Um, I might even yes, take a video definitely. because we got this. I bought the only thing I've bought this year so far was um, a door knocker that um, it looks it looks real. So it looks really cute. And it's like a, I don't know, like a gargoyle kind of thing. And when you walk by, mm-hmm. it knocks and it eyes light <laughs> up and it tucks. <laughs> so it's really cute. It's oh like, it says something about candy oh, and great. it's very cute. So I'll, I'll be sure to make a little video and post it on, maybe we'll post it on yes. Instagram. So, yeah. so that's all set. But I realized one, I don't have enough Halloween fabric. And two, mm-hmm. I was really getting hung up on what I was going to do with this collection. Wait, wait, wait. You don't have enough Halloween fabric? I find that hard <laughs> I to realized believe. as I was looking this weekend that I've got lots of fat quarters. Um, not necessarily mm. ones that I think I would put together. I've got a few collections that need to be in their own separate quilt. And I don't have enough Halloween like fabric yardage for pillowcases. And I wanted to make pillowcases. Ah. So th- that made me All think right. like, oh, gee, I need more fabric. But the fat quarters, I was really trying to figure out what I was going to do with. And so after the half square triangle fun, that was really no thinking so fast. I think I'm going to do big oversized flying geese with that fabric collection and just Ooh. see how big it's going to be. How Not fun. even going to think about it. Nice. I'm just going to make it. Yeah. And it's great because when you can do those oversized things, they are. They're not that. It makes it a lot easier, I think, to get more done when you do those bigger things. More satisfying. What I need is satisfying. Mm -hmm. And I honestly even think I'm going to make the flying geese 
using the stitch and flip method and then do that second okay. seam so that I've got little triangles left over afterwards um, that I'll do something separate with. Nice. So haven't quite figured that out, but I'm not overthinking it. I really, so I'm going to be honest, like I've been having some health wise issues that are just, I went to the doctor mm -hmm. last week and um, basically she said, I'm kind of in this like low grade flare with my autoimmune stuff. Oh. And so I've just been so tired at the end of the day, you know? And so mm. I, Lori, I was really relating to what you were saying about sometimes you just don't have energy at the end of the day and you just want to watch TV or something like that. So what I've been trying to do is um, just give myself a few minutes each day or every other day to just do a little bit of sewing. And that way... I feel happy. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. right? So minutes. it makes yep. me happy yep. and mm -hmm. I feel like I've done something and it just sort of recharges the batteries a little bit, if that makes sense. Oh, it definitely makes sense. And it's hard sometimes, though, to just even take that time for yourself. Like, I feel like, you know, when you're working and mm -hmm. you're a mom and you're, you know, a grandma and you're like, you know, there's just so many things that are out there. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I do get that kind of selfish, like, oh, you know, I just don't have time for that today because there is so much yeah. going on. And I did feel a little bad this past weekend because I did take time for myself to finish up something. And my daughter really wanted to go and do something and we didn't end up doing it. And I felt bad, but then I was like, but no, I had my time. So it was the struggle of like, am I being a bad mom or a bad person because I'm doing this for me? And no, I, I think in the end of the end of the day, they're going to get a better me because I'm taking that time for myself. So at least oh, I think that's I right, myself. though. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think we have to take care of us so we can take care of other people. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And I'm just so thankful that I've been able to kind of find this thing that really is this bliss that, uh, you know, just came out of nowhere. And so being able to like carve out that time, I feel like I'm really trying to make it a regular thing. Um, you know, even if it is just on the weekends and I do a lot then, but during the week, there's definitely moments where it's like, I just look over at my machine and I'm like, I don't want to be working on my computer. <laughs> I want to be working on the machine. I'm like, so I think getting over that and being like, nope, got to concentrate, get my work done. Exactly. And then I can believe I'm going to I'm going to be the voice of Lori right now okay. and I'm going to remind you that you have a young daughter and you work full time and that's enough on a weekday. <laughs> you know, yeah. we are trying to navigate school right now and it is not the easiest thing. I have a 16-year-old yeah. who kind of is self-sufficient oh. and it's hard. It's really really hard. Because every day she decided to do hybrid school. So she goes to school a few days a week, but the schedule changes every single week. <laughs> so so uh, we have to, yeah. Just to keep them on so, their toes. Yeah. Well, I'm really terrified because we did get a notice from our county and the kids are going back to school next week. I just hope it happens. Like I can't handle another heartbreak with an 11 year old. Like it just every time it just I see what it's doing to her and it's just oh my god it's breaking my heart. And so um, and luckily uh, my daughter has a uh, reading disability and so because she falls into this special class of students instead of doing the hybrid where she'd go two days a week um, in school and then two days at home they're going to oh, let wow. her go all four days. So she's mm -hmm. part of that 
that special group, which I'm thrilled. Like, I thought she was going to be like, no, everybody else is going too. She was so excited. She's like, I get to go to school every day. And I was like, whoa, where did that come from? Like, yeah, you do. (laughs) So I'm just hoping and praying it happens. Like, I'm just so afraid we're going to get a notice on like, you know, Sunday night and they're going to be like, oh, sorry, not happening because numbers are going up or whatever. And I just... I know I have to handle it and I have to deal with it, but I don't like, I just don't want to see her heartbreak again. It's hard it's on them. So many it is really, year. really hard it on them. Is. So if we imagine how difficult it is for us, it's just as hard, if not harder on mm-hmm. them because their whole life has been yeah. upended. And think about how long a school year was when you were a kid. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, this year must feel like a million yeah. years to him. It has to. It's feeling like that to me. So I have a like, very oh. dear friend who oh. um, she she was our when we lived in California. She was the youth pastor at our church, and mm. she has two kids. And she told a story over the summer actually of her oldest boy, who I think is around ten or eleven, and he. She said something about, "Oh, you know, your birthday's tomorrow." And he looked at her and he went, it's July. And he burst into tears. Oh, and isn't that just this year? I mean, really? I mean, you've got to think about from their perspective, they don't keep track of the days of the week like we do. They don't know. (laughs) So it's just a lot. So with my daughter, we've been trying to do creative things. Um, Mm -hmm. it's been helping her one to have a little bit of control over her schedule. So we let her choose, um, Mm -hmm. which one I made her extra masks. Um, the school is very careful. As a matter of fact, she told a funny story last week that, Mm -hmm. um, they have arrows on the floor in the school and you can only follow the arrows. So if you miss your class, uh, you have to keep walking and go all the way around the school. And her school is pretty big. And oh, my gosh. She said on the first day of school, she missed her math class three times. Oh, no. <laughs> she knows it so very she knows well the school now. very well um, now. But she just said that she kept getting to the oh. same spot and looking the wrong way and not noticing that there was a door. So she's doing really well. She knows that she likes to have accountability with her teachers. And so we started talking about Um, different projects that she wanted to do. She's into fashion. And so she really has been Mm -hmm. wanting to sort of change her look a little this year. And she remembered a project that we did when she was little. And it was sweatshirts that purchase sweatshirts. You buy it in the store and then um, do something fun decorating the back of it. And she (laughs) turned to me and she was like, Mom, can we do that sweatshirt thing? And so it, her, yeah. I had to order her sh- sweatshirt online because she wanted a specific color and one with a zipper. And I couldn't find one at my local Joann's or, you know, any of the local stores. And so ordered it online and it's arriving tomorrow. So this weekend, that's what we're doing. And, you know, so she'll have a little bit of a fun and a little creative outlet. And I've been making sure that she's also got painting supplies because she likes to paint. And so those are things that, you know, are really helpful these days, you know, because we're not the only ones like we need a creative outlet. I think our kids do, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, my daughter's really gotten into jewelry. 
She loves to make jewelry. I'm running out of neck space because she's made me so many necklaces <laughs> over the last I love like, it. six months. Mm-hmm. Um, but now she's found these little like magnet um, uh, 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 things. So she's like, oh my God, mom, I want to start using those. So we've been on a hunt trying to find the, um, mm-hmm. it's like the connectors or whatever, the um, the clasps. So she wants the magnet ones now. So she's moved on from there. Yeah, it, it, it's just been tough. I think it, one of the things we did do, which I think is going to be fun, is um, she does need more masks because all the mm-hmm. ones she has, they're just older and she wanted some new ones. So we went and she picked out some fabric. So I think that's one little sewing project at least I'm going to do. But I've been so like, yeah, oh, I know. Masks. Like I just, I, my heart's not in it anymore. I'm like, I'm so over making those. So I need to get reinvigorated. I cut out a whole bunch and they've still been sitting there next to my sewing machine because I just, I only made the few that she wanted, but she, we picked out more fabric I got some yardage of this crazy alien fabric to make them for my family because I knew my kids would like it for Halloween. So I really do need to finish them this weekend and mail them out so that they've got some fun ones. Yeah. We got some really fun. We were a Vans family. We love the shoes, the Vans. Mm -hmm. And so we have checkered stuff everywhere. And so we found some really fun checkered uh, mask stuff. So I'm going to do, we're going to do, she wants to do one for dad too. So that way he's got one. So uh, he needs a new one. He's been wearing the same mask for a while now. So definitely got to kind of ease it into his uh, (laughs) collection. (laughs) Agreed. I have to say, I'm a fan of this. I don't know how entertaining it's been for everybody else, but I'm oh, feeling good. much better. Um, I, I think we need to make this an annual thing. We all just need to check in with each other, make sure we're doing okay. Um, oh, one thing I did do, I made my first bag. Oh. I finally got around to doing it's on um, So News. I think it's only there for a little bit longer, only till the end of this month. But then you can buy the actual pattern in course. It's the oh. Grand Lake Duffel Bag. And I made one. I made it for my niece, so I haven't posted it yet because I'm mailing it out today. Day. But um, I'll take a picture before I mail it out and, um, you know, give it and we can post it up there. But it's such a fun pattern. It's the first bag I ever did, first zipper I ever installed, first lining like on the inside that I did. And I actually did have a blast making it. So that was fun. That was actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bask in the funness of that. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think you'll make another bag at some point? Uh, I already have my second one. Oh, cut nice. Out. Uh, it's for it's for Parker, my daughter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I made one for her, but I wanted one. My niece's birthday is like next week, so I'm go- hopefully might even get there on time, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's really I did this fun cactus because um, she's really into like cactuses and succulents and things like that. So um, I found this really fun fabric. It's like a um, outdoor fabric. And uh, while we were looking for that, of course, my daughter was like, "Oh, I like that fabric." So did that. So yeah, so I will have a second one, and then I'm thinking I might even do that for like Christmas presents for like my sister-in-laws and stuff because they're just nice size little doubles cool. like overnight bags so uh but I had never made a bag before so I was, was that, proud of that. <laughs> sorry I was like getting ready to sum up and I'm like I forgot to tell you about my bag was that a class with the sewing team it was. It was a uh, sew along. They do uh, their sew alongs. And right now it is for free. But I think by the time this podcast airs, it's probably not going to be for free anymore. But it's worth it to go and buy this. It's such a fun pattern. It's so it was just I was shocked at how easy it was to do. And let me tell you, Kate Zeinart, she is amazing. Like As an instructor, like I actually produced the course and I was like, oh, yeah, this looks fine. But then when I actually did the project and watched the video, I was like, she is really good. <laughs> so it was great. Like I was like, oh, my God, this is even better than I thought it could be. So, uh, yeah. So they'll have, I think, the course for sale, actually. So you can actually, um, you get the pattern with it and everything. And it's it's only like 
it's like four lessons, four or five lessons, but they're pretty short. So, and she just gets right to the point of it. Um, it's so easy to follow and I really did have a great time making it. So I was very proud of myself. And I thought <laughs> of one more thing. Tracy, you talked about Ooh. rearranging things and redoing storage. I don't think we ever realize how much unorganized storage and stuff sitting out weighs on our brains. Yes. I did that this mm-hmm. weekend, too, and I found an unfinished Christmas pillow. I decided that's silly. I may as well finish <laughs> this thing. Right. Oh. It took me less than 30 minutes to finish it, and now it's done, and it feels oh. really good. Oh, yeah. Was that for you, or is that a I don't know yet. It may go under the tree when we do the pile of quilts. Nice. See, so you're getting ahead of your Christmas shopping, too. I am. (laughs) I, too, found things like that. Um, I found a little table topper that I had made a few years ago, and I must have rushed it. (laughs) You know, did my usual binding where I glue it in place, and then I never stitched it down. (laughs) And right before we moved here, we had... Some sort of, I, I don't know if it was on the table and somebody spilled on it or if it just happened to be in my sewing studio. And we had, I actually had some water get in my sewing studio right before we moved. Either way, it got wet and I had to wash it. And the whole thing came undone because it was only stitched down on the top. Oh. <laughs> and so I found that last week. And so I have it next to um, the TV so that while I'm sitting tonight or tomorrow i'm just gonna stitch it down because it's small and i can get that done and like that so yes and check it off the list nice right. all right so what i'm what i'm hearing is is that uh i need to clean mm-hmm. and then i need to uh do smaller projects that i can get done in a shorter amount of time so i can feel good about that yes. all right i think that's those two things alone i think could help like lift this cloud i feel as if i've got hanging over me or at least get me going in the right direction maybe but uh i think those are good things that i think we all know it's just sometimes you got to hear it from other people in order for it to really kind of like oh yeah gotta go back yeah oh yeah no that's right if i do those things and when you clean you need to remember not to try to clean the whole house from top to bottom right concentrate on one area so you can finish it and Mm -hmm. say there i did that Good job. Yes. Yep. I agree. Like I focused on one shelf and that was it. Well, technically two because I was, you know, going back and forth. But but it was small enough that in a few hours I was feeling really good about it. So just yep. do one little thing. And then I literally took everything and sorted it into piles so that they were patterns that I needed to do soon. And then older things that like can mm. wait a while or I didn't have all the pieces yet. And and then I had a big pile of just wool. <laughs> like, <laughs> wool patterns, wool fabric, like, yep. So it, it made me feel better to have it all together in like little piles that I could put somewhere and, you know, get it in the queue, as it were. Nice. Yeah, no, this uh, therapy session is exactly what I needed. <laughs> I am definitely feeling much better. Thank Good. you. Thank you very much. I'm glad. I'm glad, too. Oh. You guys ready to go to Find Finishes? Yeah, let's yes. do it. Let's tackle it. Let's do it. Well, in our Fine Finishes segment today, we are actually sponsored by the wonderful Handy Quilter. And um, we have Diane Henry, who is a Handy Quilter National Educator, lives in Virginia, joining us today. Welcome, Diane. Hey, how are you doing? Great. 
So for fine finishes, we usually talk about a controversial subject. And unfortunately, Lori isn't here with us today. And this one is ideal for her. Our question for you is, well, it's more of a, of a true or false statement. The true or false statement is I have to have a huge studio to have a long arm. Oh. <laughs> Lori, that's what I hope you were saying. See, I hope you were going to say that. And, I, and Lori, if she was here, would just be like curses because she actually moved to have a space big enough for her long arm machine. So space is always good. I'm I'm not going to knock someone that has space aspirations at all. I myself have space have space <laughs> aspirations. And I had I just moved so that I could have more space for my long arm quilting. And my husband was just today reminding me that he deserves to have some new some space in the new house. <laughs> the amount of like you know marriages that have been tested on the just the space alone, I think, is is amazing. <laughs> it's got to be a lot. <laughs> this is correct, but um, I I do run a business, so it's a little bit different for mm-hmm. me when I first started out, I had no aspirations of all of this. I mean, I I wanted a long arm because I wanted to finish my own quilts. I didn't want to give them to someone else. I really enjoy the quilting process and I've machine quilted since the 90s. So I wanted something that was easier, physically easier on my body mm-hmm. and just, you know, easier to get the job done. Get They have all the tools, everything you need to make really pretty quilting. And so I initially bought my first machine for um, myself. I quilted commercially to pay for it. (laughs) That happens, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) It is very much more reasonable than you think it is. I think most people think it takes lots of zeros after a number to get into long arm quilting. It does not. But then I bought my long arm and, and I really loved it. And so I kept quilting. I really enjoy that process. And now I trade friends piece for me and I quote for them. They, they actually have straightened my studio. Oh, nice. Wow. That's a good trade. <laughs> they come over, clean my room while I'm quilting. Nice. So, I mean, oh. no emotional attachment for their stuff. I'm getting their work done and are my stuff. They clean my room and I get their stuff quilted and we have a good time have lunch afterwards. So it's been, it's been a nice process, but to get back to your original question, space wise, I was in an 1800 square foot house originally. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I had the fourth bedroom. It was very small in the basement. Um, I could commit about three feet by three feet in that room. Handy Quilter has a machine for that. (laughs) Nice. Right. Um, The newest one is called the Capri. I bought the original uh, stationary machine. It was called, it's called the Sweet 16. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It has a table that you can buy extension leaves which is really nice. You can lift those leaves, quilt on a six foot by 30 inch table, and then fold the leaves down. The Capri has the same setup. So, you know, you're talking about, you need about three feet square to place the machine. And then if you have room on either side where you can pop up a leaf or two, then you can quilt, put it down when you're not quilting and you've got the space back down to a manageable size. So, and it's, it's great. Stitch regulated, standard, all the bells and whistles, 18-inch throat space. That's amazing. It, it really is. And then can you write, you can either sit or stand, right? You can with the Capri. The, t- the Capri table, I have done it with the suite a little bit, 
but the Capri mm-hmm. just lifts right up and it has a, a lovely butter smooth table. Just it's like glass. So the quilt moves very freely and easily on it. Um, so yes, you can, you can stand at it and it has a, it has an insert in the table so you can actually open up the table to get to the bobbin and see what you're doing. Lit bobbin area, all the bells and whistles for sit down quilting. It's really, really nice. The, this, the uh, suite, its table did not open up. And so it was a little bit, you know, lean over mm-hmm. and in there and get out kind of um, motion. So it's the Capri is great for quilting, sit down, stationary. But then, and then if you don't like stationary and there are a lot of people that don't, you can buy a stand-up machine, move the machine head and commit four feet by five feet. Really? If you've got that. Yes. Wow. Any size quilt you want, even bigger than this. I've got a 12 foot that I'm sitting in a room with. I could quilt something bigger than my 12 foot could handle on that four feet by five foot foot. Really? Yes. It's a hoop based system. So it doesn't, it's called the little foot frame. We can either put the, usually we put the sweet 16 or the simply 16 on it. But you can also put the uh, Amara would fit. It would be a really big machine on a very small table. But um, that little foot frame, it goes just anywhere. Sets up in 45 minutes. Wow. The, the whole setup comes in three boxes. Oh, that's great. Uh, military people love it. My friends, oh. I live in an area mm-hmm. with a lot of military. They love that frame because they can set it up wherever they are. And especially if you're military and move from station to station, you don't really know what your space is going to look right. like. Usually you find four by five feet. And I, am I wrong in assuming then with the um, smaller ones uh, price-wise? I'm assuming they've got to be better, right? They are. And really, that well, the four by five foot, little foot with the Simply on it is cheaper than the Capri. Really? Yes. Oh. And the prices are very reasonable. I used to, when the, when the little foot came out with the Simply on it, people would come in the booth and they would say, well... I don't have room for that. And they'd point at the big frames mm-hmm. and then they, and then they'd say, I guess I need this. And I would say, well, let's try it. I want to see if you like it. Cause a lot of people really sit down quilting is their thing. They really mm-hmm. want that stationary machine. They like moving the fabric. So I park them there and then they would try it. And I would say, well, now, why don't we, let me come show you something. I'd walk them down to the mm-hmm. simply and I'd say, here's this machine. Let's try this. And they'd be like, is it always this big? And I would say, doesn't get any bigger. This is as big as it gets. This is how it works. Show them how that frame, the quilt unclamps, clamps back onto the frame. And then I would say, now, what, what kind of price you think for this? And they'd be like in the 10,000s. And I'd be like, no, <laughs> it's the same price as the, as the Simply was. And I mean, eyes would lit up. I had one lady that actually, I went through the whole spiel. She loved it. I've got to go get my husband. She runs and goes, gets her husband, comes back. And then she says, do him just the way Aww. you did me. I love that. <laughs> I like, okay. Do I start at the suite? And she was like, oh yeah, yeah. Do everything exactly the same. I was like, okay. She wanted the big surprise reveal. <laughs> I love that. People, quilters are the, and they're the same all around the world. I've taught people on simplies everywhere or and suites everywhere. They love quilting. They just want to figure out how can I make it part of my mm-hmm. life that fit in. And I will say this. I mean, a, a dining room, if you're not using it, you don't need it. You know, yep. 
I mean, reevaluate your space. I, a converted garage. I'm sitting in a converted garage right now. It makes great studio space. And that you get really big windows when you replace that garage door. It's really <laughs> I bet. So nice. It helps with the light. So tell <laughs> me, how does our how do our listeners find out more if they're interested in learning more about one of these machines? And and how, where do they go to find a local retailer? Uh, it's all on the Handy Quilter website, handyquilter.com. Yeah, that they've got a list. Each machine is described. They show you actually layouts for each machine so you can know exactly the kind of space you need for each machine. All the accessories are listed there. Um, descriptions of how much lighting you get, features, everything. So you can print off those that information really or just look at the website and, and make a list of the things. I've had people come in with lists of things that were important to them. So we could just go right down the list of this, 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 yes, let's find the right machine for you. And we want, I usually am in a booth for Handy Quilter, not right now, but mm -hmm. I work around the world. But And I talk to people um, online now still too. And I do occasionally Zoom classes. We have those going on. We, hit, we just, Handy Quilter just ran a promotion where if you bought a machine, you got five hours of private lessons. Oh, wow. Wow. That's huge. It's fantastic. I've got a little lady now in North Carolina just bought a suite on the new table. So she got the Capri's table for a suite 16. And tomorrow we're having a two hour Zoom lesson to get her started. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. She's going to be on her suite. I'm going to be on my suite. It'll just, it'll be like us girls talking. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. All right. Well, one thing I would recommend is maybe Handy Quilter needs to get one of those tabs and put like uh, for husbands <laughs> on it. So that way they can just like, you know, go in and click that. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad idea. All right. Husbands do get online and they mm -hmm. will start shopping. And oh, yeah. I mean, girls, here's the secret you need to put up some Handy Quilter signs on your, you don't want him going somewhere else you want to get the right machine for you so you want to put up yep. you've got a wish list put it on the fridge or you know <laughs> wherever it needs to be on the steering wheel bathroom mirror put put what you want out there my husband very graciously I was just like I want one of these and he said you pick out what you want and I looked for oh. a year a year wow you gotta find yeah. the right machine for you you know and it's funny yeah i i the first time i used a sit-down machine i thought i i thought because i have got autoimmune issues that i thought that i needed to have a stand-up machine i needed you know to be more comfortable and i was shocked at how great a sit-down machine is and the first time i stitched on the capri i was blown away you know, because it's completely adjustable. You can you can stand, you can sit, whatever is comfortable for you that day. Is it works beautifully? It does, and plenty of lighting. Mm -hmm. It has everything you need. I have added features to my suite to get it sort of to the Capri level. Not totally there, but sort of. More lighting. We have accessories you can add to it. But that Capri is just one wonderful machine. I have a friend that wanted to buy a suite and I, I think she wanted mine, but I was like, no, not ready to let go of mine yet. <laughs> but she, she bought, when she asked me, I said, you don't want a suite. You really want to look at the Capri. And she got a Capri. Mm -hmm. oh, and if you're going to be putting it in your dining room, it's really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes, a beautiful it machine. If, you know, if it's got to be right there, it's like you can't ask for anything prettier. <laughs> and the other thing to tell you is like simply probably would seek two. 
I have sat six people have sat on the back of a one of these long frames, the 12 foot frames. I've eaten on the back of one of these at a friend's house oh my gosh. party and we needed extra space for seating and we just bellied up to the back of the, <laughs> the table on the back oh of the and had dinner. It, they do work. That would be like the greatest Thanksgiving ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Well, Diane, thank you so much for joining us today. I am just surprised, honestly, at, at how small these machines are. It's great. It is. I've already got the redecorating All right. going. See? Ginger's <laughs> like, ready. She's ready. <laughs> Super. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed meeting you guys, and I hope your listeners have fun picking up their machines. Come see us when we can or get on the Handy Culture website. Look at the ca- education calendar. If there's an event going on near you, you know, especially if there's a hands-on event, they're kind of rare not right now, but we are still having a few of them. Come in and see us. We'd love to visit with you. We miss it. We really miss getting to spend time with people talking about this is an exciting time. This is such an exciting thing for people when they get it in their lives. It's a happy thing. And it's really fun to be part of that. I love that. Thank you, Diane. Yes. You bet. Thanks so much for listening to Quilt and Tell. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.